You don't have to live with chronic pain. Downtown's Health can show you a better way. Joint pain, back pain, pain that sits and waits. Downtown's Health offers an alternative with physical and regenerative therapy. Call Downtown's Healthcare at 303-292-9992. Now in Lowry or downtown. Hi, everyone. I'm John C. Morley, the host of the J. Moore Tech Talk Show and Inspirations for Your Life. Hey guys, it is John C. Morley here and Serial Entrepreneur, and welcome to another great issue of the J. Moore Tech Talk Show. I can't believe today is already the third Friday in July. There's just two more Fridays left, and then we're into the month of August. Where did June even go? (laughs) There was no spring. We kind of just went right through. Anyway, we have an amazing show for you guys tonight. Lots of great information that I think you're going to be really interested uh, to learn about. We always give you, you know, great insights, and I'm sure you guys know that. But I think a lot of times what happens is, you know, we get these insights and we figure out that, you know, things are not exactly the way we thought they were going to be. Not for any bad reason, but just because, um you know, things are different than the perspective that we actually have on life. So I think that's, uh, I think that's really, um, you know, a, a big, a big difference. And I will say that it really depends on, you know, how, how you look at something and how you look at something can really, um, can really shape things. Right. But, what I want to talk about is this wonderful world we have. Um, and you remember uh, a while back, you remember there was something called crypto, right? Well, I have to tell you um, that Meta is pulling the plug, yes, on its crypto payments wallet, Novi. So three years after Facebook announced um, that it was going to be ill-fated and pushed into cryptocurrency, the project uh, tech giants had... Um, basically told another uh, team they're scaling back its activities and uh, that Novi, the digital wallet payment pilot had launched last September and it's going to be ending it. Yes. On September 1st, 2022. So I have to say something to you guys. I think that um, crypto is not all that it's cracked up to be. I mean, no, no pun intended there, but, but it's not all these people that I, had connections with uh, virtually. It's like there's nowhere for them to be found anymore. Like they just, I don't know, they, 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 like, they like disappeared off the earth. And so by disappearing off the earth, I think that's probably an interesting way to say it, but it's, it's the truth, right? They, they, they literally just disappeared off the earth. 
I mean, people were saying, oh, invest in this, invest in that. But the truth of the matter was nobody really knew what was going on. So, um, you know, F, uh, Facebook, Meta, whoever, whatever, whatever, whatever we want to call them, but it's uh, Facebook, um, a.k.a. Uh, Meta. And they um, have announced per Novi that they are pulling the plug in September. All right. So there are big changes, my friends, with the simulation industry. Um, the new Unreal Engine 5 offers significant new potential for the simulation industry. So the release of this new engine um, has caused a few waves uh, in many industries and the potential to change the face of what we will see as the next generation game development is very clear. Others who are creators in the film and television world, live events and architecture, automotive and more, all have much to celebrate about this because this Unreal Engine 5 is going to change the world. But with this groundbreaking new tool set of uh, generating highly realistic, uh, highly accuracy, uh, massive open worlds, they're going to be equally applicable to the simulation industry. And uh, they're going to take a look and see what's actually going to go on. But what we're talking about is um, augmented reality, right? Visual reality and augmented reality. And so... This is something that would have costed a lot before, but now it's going to be possible to do something like this in fractions of the cost because of computers and because of technology. I mean, this is something that I think is going to really change, uh, you know, where, where the world is going. And I feel that it's going to give educators, inventors, engineers like myself the ability to share a world that doesn't yet exist to conceptualize things and present them to other people that would not really be able to understand this, not because of their ability to learn anything, but because they weren't really immersed into this type of world. And this new uh, tool set, um, existing the Unreal Engine features for bringing the real-world data to real-life applications, such as the geo-referencing plugin that enables you to associate locations in the Unreal Engine level with locations in a physical space. The addition, uh, there'll be amazing support coming from the Unreal uh, Engine ecosystem, including Cisium uh, for Unreal with its 3D tile integration, Arc, GIS, Maps, SDK for Unreal Engine, and the Simblocks.io CDB um, Datasmith Explorer. So these are just a few things. Photorealism in real time. That's something, ladies and gentlemen, that takes a lot of computer power. And what use is the world that's so big but not believable? The Unreal Engine 5 is going to be not just a game changer, but it's going to open more than Pandora's box. It's going to build new kingdoms for people. Things that they never were able to grasp, they're going to be able to do that. Uh, one company that does uh, pool, particle, and surfacing uh, can use it to actually animate how this works so they can show uh, manufacturing or show how things are. It can be used to show uh, textures and actually uh, the agility and how 
uh, robots are running. Um, we call it AR AI logic. So that's going to really help a lot. And um, it's also going to help with uh, things like massive avoidance and zone graphing so that if um, we're talking about a robot or we're talking about some other device, it's going to be able to avoid things. I mean, I was in a store today and uh, it was actually Stop and Shop, which many of you know, Stop and Shop. And so what is Marty? Well, um, Marty's official job is to patrol the store and spot spills and hazards. Now, according to Stop and Shop, the robot sensors are just there to find items on the floor and to prevent it from bumping into things. But let's get the truth about things. Somebody who used to work for Stop and Shop, who was a worker there, claimed that Marty robot is used to actually monitor customers. The store says this is not true. So Marty's the robot is Stop and Shop's most recognizable gimmick. It's tall, it's oblong, it's a robot with googly eyes and moving steadily around the store according to an alleged former Stop and Shop worker who on TikTok, Marty is secretly a surveillance droid. Hmm. The company has since refuted uh, claims in a statement to uh, many places, including the Daily Dot. In a viral TikTok that's been viewed more than 600,000 times, Marty is a patroller of the stores in order to watch you. So what customers think, and I quote, is that Marty's a robot that tells us when there's a spill or any hazard around the store. They say that in actuality, Marty has a whole bunch of cameras all over him pointing at sensors on Marty's body. And they claim that security guards could watch a live camera feed from Marty on their phones. So the question is, is Marty, is Marty a security device? Stop and shop. You know, it is a device that's meant to help, right? And keep track of things. So people are seeing the future of grocery store technology. And uh, it's interesting. Now, to understand how a small shop works, you have to understand a little about logistics and sensors and all kinds of stuff. But prior to 2019, the stop and shop uh, shop experience was similar to that offered by most of any other large grocery stores. But in recent years, stop and shop introduced the giant gray aisle patrolling robot in over 200 stores, in Connecticut, Massachusetts, Rhode Island, and New Jersey. And they put notes all over the store telling you that Marty's here to help uh, alert staff for spills and things like that. Each robot weighs a massive 140 pounds and costs just about $35,000. And uh, the robot is named Marty atop of um, their tall frame, which towers over more than five feet, three inches in stature. Do you suffer from chronic hip, knee, or shoulder pain? Avoid drug dependency and surgery with Downtown's Healthcare in Denver. Downtown's Healthcare offers regenerative therapies that stimulate the body's self-healing process. Call Downtown's Healthcare at 303-292-9992, now in Lowry or downtown. And it rests a large pair of googly eyes. And so as not to come off as a complete faceless, emotionless 
lifeless robot. Um, it's a, a rolling mechanical column. And um, Marty is interesting. But they say Marty does a whole lot of nothing. Marty is advertised as an aisle-sweeping superhero. But it's simply a messenger that shouts about a problem until a more capable human comes and is able to do it. But I want to know, ladies and gentlemen, what is the truth, the truth about what Marty does? Hmm? Well, I think the stores don't want us to know. But why would they want to hide this from us? Why? Interesting. Um, and so Marty, the robot, um, you'll see in lots of retail stores, as I was mentioning, it's a service bot that alerts customers of spills and trip hazards and checks inventory to detect incorrect pricing or missing labels. So if we say it can do that and it can check for inventory, I have to believe that it also can be watching for customers as well. So grocery stores can oftentimes be overcrowded, confusing, and a complete mess. But this new service robot that was announced not too long ago uh, can help make them safer and cleaner. And next time you shop and visit that local store, it'd be interesting to see if you bump into Marty. I mean, I bumped into him before. He didn't say anything to me. But when I got near him, he actually just stopped. So Marty notices spills or other trip hazards, and he can alert customers verbally by saying, caution, hazard detected. He can then contact employees through the store's public announcement system, um, using Wi-Fi, obviously, uh, through the network. And Marty the robot can also scan shelves to check products and detect incorrect pricing or missing labels. They say that shoppers don't need to worry that personal information about them is being collected. Any images or videos Marty captures is stored for a short period of time and is then destroyed. This focuses on identifying spills, but I don't know if I believe that. I don't know if I really believe that. Because Marty, I believe, is a security guard in a way. In way. Because $35,000 just to patrol, that's a lot. I think he watches for shoplifting. I think. A lot of shoppers have said that he discourages them from buying because it just feels a little uncomfortable. And so when you see Marty, he doesn't greet you or say anything to you. $35,000 for a device that can, can patrol the store, have cameras, and can just look at things. I don't know. I just have this feeling that Marty, Marty does more at Stop and Shop than they tell us. And... He's called a non-essential worker. 
That's what they call him. People look up at him. He can't really give you any information. And Marty was introduced by Ahold de Halle's Stop and Shop's Netherlands-based parent company. And they put these robots, which cost a whopping $35,000, in hundreds of Stop and Shop stores throughout the United States. The robots have been a source of problems since their arrival. But as the pandemic has been uh, going around us, it's reshaped the shopping experience. I think Marty was rolled out to cut back on staffing and to give the workers a more pleasant experience so they don't have to, the shoppers, but he really isn't doing that. Uh, some tech dazzled people um, say he's annoying. Some people say he's charming, he's fascinating. Um, but a lot of people see him as a problem and a problem solver. Um, one stop and shop employee who's been there for years, over 30 years, to withhold his name for privacy reasons. And I quote, that's not my perspective. It's everybody for the most part that he is a pain in the you know what. Customers cannot stand him. He's always in the way. And I even hear managers complaining about what a pain in the neck he is. But they have to play along. They have no choice. He is a pain, a royal pain in the rear. So Joe, who also has been working at Stop and Shop for more than 30 years, told a Mashable that sometimes the robot even has trouble doing his one extremely simple job. Joe also wanted to withhold his last name for privacy concerns. And I want to make a quote. We had a shopper pick up a thing of sugar, and the bag had a hole in it. So the sugar got all over the floor. But you can't see it. Marty walked right through it and never said a word. A customer pointed out to us, and Joe explained, you know how slippery sugar is on those wax floors? Joe noted that although Marty misses major hazards, the robot occasionally summons workers to remove extremely small, inconsequential threats, such as a uh, marker and uh, errant bits of produce or a twist tie. So sugar is definitely a hazard, right? Whoever works sees Marty. They're reminded of how heavily invested Stop and Shop is in their pieces of useless technology, I quote, that have nothing to do but create more work on the floor. I have to say, if I had to believe, Marty's a security device. I think Marty scans the store. I think he watches what's going on. Okay. That's my experience. And they don't want to tell people the truth about Marty. But really, I have to say that Marty, I feel, is a security surveillance robot. And you might say to me, is he really? Well, he has cameras, right? They're claiming that um, 
he just looks at things. But people that worked at the store made statements that they hold the video for a lot longer. And actually, they store that information and they look at it. So Marty appears to be like this friendly robot, but really, I can see stores investing $35,000 in a robot because that robot paying one time, you pay a security guard $25,000, $40,000 a year or more, they pay $35,000. So the question you might be asking is, well, how long, how long does, how long does Marty run on a charge at stop and shop. Well, he seems to run for a while, but how long? How long does Marty the robot run on a single charge? How long does he run? So, Marty has his own um, like little portal, um, you know, um, basically what you need is a, a scratch three compatible device with Wi-Fi, uh, a laptop or a tablet and Marty the robot. That's basically what you need. Um, Marty behaves and how do you care for Marty? So Marty, uh, on, um, switch is on the back and you can tell if he's switched on because a white light will appear as shown below, uh, right in, in the indicator. And so if the light doesn't appear, it might be because the battery is flat or not connected. So a charging cable with your Marty, uh, comes and you can use, uh, the charge from a USB port. A blue light will turn on when Marty is charging and off when Marty is fully charged. Marty can be used while charging, but you don't want to leave it turned on and plugged into the charger as it'll eventually deactivate and then Marty will just run out of battery. So Marty's uh, battery starts to run low. Marty will start beeping at you. When the battery gets more flat, Marty will just stop moving until charged up again. So Marty can't actually recharge himself. Hmm. So when Marty's turned on, his motors can be on or off. Uh, a command will turn on uh, all Marty's motors and move Marty to his starting position. And uh, they claim that that's very, very easy to do. Um, do you suffer from chronic hip, knee, or shoulder pain? Avoid drug dependency and surgery with Downtown's Healthcare in Denver. Downtown's Healthcare offers regenerative therapies that stimulate the body's self-healing process. Call Downtown's Healthcare at 303-292-9992, now in Lowry or downtown. With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. It's interesting to see that uh, Marty is a set of building blocks that you can click on, but they pretty much um, have them together. So some of the things Marty can do, 
get ready. He can walk X steps. He can kick uh, left leg, right leg. He can circle dance. He can stand uh, straight. Uh, eyes excited. So um, that's for their dancing thing. So you could do things like that. Uh, you can repeat actions. Um, you can make him dance when things happen. But the question I have for you is um, what propelled Marty to be built? Well, um, in the original version of Marty, so there was Marty, Marty the tablet, and this is the, the confusion. There is Marty the Marty tablet, but that's actually different than the Marty at the store. The Marty at the store actually will charge himself automatically. Okay. But the, there's another company that makes a Marty. But this Marty, I got news for you, uh, is is oftentimes confused because this is the Marty for education. This is not the Marty for stop and shop. So I see this as a real confusion, right? So Marty, it's Marty, uh, I call Marty the stop and shop uh, robot. And I don't know. I just feel that Marty himself is a bit of an enigma. And for people to say, you know, they're former stop and shop employees and Marty the robot, Marty the robot is not just for decoration. He holds a more sinister purpose. So I really believe that Marty is actually watching the store. In the beginning, when I didn't see him around so much, I really thought that Marty was just coming out, but he watches the shoppers. Right? And so what are Marty's true plans? Well, the former employee uh, who uh, we won't uh, give you their name claimed to have shared the real reason behind keeping Marty in the stores. Allegedly, Marty's entire robotic frame contains cameras that help store security. And I have to believe that because I've looked at Marty's frame and he does look like he has a lot more cameras on the back. Uh, she also claimed that Marty is there to keep an eye out on you up close. So while she showed a snap of the robot, she demonstrated exactly where the cameras were and claimed, so while you're there thinking it's a cute robot, the head of the security can see you looking at the machine from his phone. It's a lazy way of them surveilling the place. Some people were convinced that this foreign employee had confirmed everything they already knew about Marty. One user in route, I knew it because it would be in places where there were no spills. Another admit, and I quote, I never thought he was there to alert employees of spills. I knew he was watching me steal expensive vegan cheese. Another person, I worked there for years. Marty was the biggest waste of money, said a third person. When asked for a comment, Stop and Shop's um, Jennifer Brogan told The Sun, exclusively, Marty the robot does not watch customers or conduct surveillance of any kind. In fact, Marty does not have video capabilities. Hmm. Marty only takes still photography of our store floors as he monitors for spills and hazards. 
And while some people believe Marty is a pointless robot, their um, robot bartenders will sit behind the round bar and beneath them in a bunch of bottles and will hang from the ceiling. However, human bartenders will still be using a mixed variety of cocktails. So the question is, some people believe Marty is useless. But really, you have to understand something that why would a company just make something for $35,000 to just go around and tell you about spills? I think the answer is right there in the question. A company would not spend millions of dollars developing robots just so they could tell you when there's a spill. I'm sorry. But would they do that to cut back on security staff? Yeah. So my conclusion is out that I believe that Marty is a security robot. He's a security robot. But many people will not agree with us on that because they don't want you to actually know. They don't want you to know the true purpose of the robot. So um, when the robot gets low, he can go back and he can recharge himself, but he gets confused with the uh, academic uh, robot, which is a small thing that basically sits on like a table. So I want to tell you right now that I have no problem that they use a robot for surveillance, but hey, stop and chop. Why are you hiding it? Why don't you just tell people the truth? What do you have to hide? Right? All right. So I, I went off my banter on that. Um, I think what we have to understand in life is that sometimes people do things for a reason and they don't tell people the real truth. They don't tell people the real truth. Hmm. But we all know the truth because they're not going to spend that much money on a robot that just patrols around. And it has a lot of extra stuff on it to just move around. And you have to realize if he was just trying to patrol for spills, hypothetically, he would not be that tall. He actually has to be on top of the spill lots of times. But he misses things like sugar being on the board. So really, his sensory abilities were not designed to handle things like what we think. I believe it's a big, big facade. And ladies and gentlemen, the NFL is uh, to choose the new streaming partner for Sunday night games. Uh, this is definitely going to be very, very interesting as the NFL will select the new Sunday partner by this fall, according to Commissioner Roger Goodwell. And so Roger Goodwell spoke with CNBC uh, Julia uh, Borstein in executive interview not too long ago. And uh, Goodell said, uh, I quote, the NFL will select a new Sunday ticket partner by the fall. Amazon, Apple and Disney have all placed bids to be the NFL's new Exclusive streaming provider for Sunday ticket CNBC has now reported. And Goodell confirmed that the NFL Plus will launch in time for this season. So I think the NFL League is planning to select the streaming service and they're planning to make a lot more revenue because a lot of people aren't going to games. They might be doing it on demand or just paying for the event. 
And it's interesting because now they have this whole new platform called the NFL Plus. So uh, definitely interesting what's going to happen. And another interesting thing, which I thought you'd be uh, really curious to know, um, contractual language with CBS and Fox would actually prevent any streaming services from charging fans significantly less than the current $300 cost for a Sunday ticket, according to CNBC. Now, I have to tell you something. If I'm going to spend $300 for a game, I'd rather go in person. So I think, I think that's terrible. I think it's really gouging people. And DirecTV isn't bidding to renew the package, but is willing to partner with the winner, CNB Resort reported. Hmm. So with the current arrangement with the NFL, uh, DirecTV mandates uh, that customers who sign up for the Sunday ticket also sign up for its pay TV service with some rare exceptions. And that requirement will go away with the new streaming service partner uh, potentially opening up um, Sunday ticket to a much wider audience. And Goodell noted, and I quote, that many people who watch games on streaming service don't subscribe to traditional pay TV, allowing the league to capture a wider audience by moving Sunday ticket to a digital provider. Hmm. Interesting. It's probably going to grow, but I think they're going to rip people off. And I think it's going to be costing more money to actually attend a game now. And they could have made the games much more affordable. I mean, they're just gouging people. We see this with gas. We see this. I mean, my own mom was uh, ordering flowers the other day because somebody um, had passed away. And flowers usually would cost $50, $75. She was getting prices for $400 and $500 for the same arrangement to be delivered to a funeral parlor. I think that's terrible. And that should not be tolerated. All right. So in other news, uh, I know you know, want to hear about this. Mr. Elon Musk. Elon, what are you doing, buddy? What's going on with Twitter? I mean, this is like an abomination. Elon Musk's deal to buy Twitter is in serious jeopardy, as you know. Three people familiar with the matter say, and I quote, as Musk's camp concluded, that Twitter's figures on the spam counts are not verifiable. But... Twitter is now trying to sue uh, Elon Musk for breaching the contract. So what's going to happen there? I mean, I think he either needs to basically get on or get off the pot. And I think he's just wasting people's time. And I think right now that before he even entered into this kind of arrangement, he should have asked for this before he was seriously thinking about buying the company because he's wasting everybody's time. And you know what I see happening? I see Twitter possibly going under if they don't change their ways and come up with a new business model because <sighs> traffic's not there, ladies and gentlemen. It's just not there. It's not like it used to be. All right. You know, and um, a very, very big provider, and I'm sure you know who I'm going to talk about, but this is something, ladies and gentlemen, that is really uh, serious. Something that's very, very serious. And why do I say it's so serious? Well, I'm going to tell you why. Because big companies are getting away with treating people in an unfair manner just because they're big. Who am I talking about? I hope you know. Other than 
our good old friends, Amazon. Amazon workers condemn unsafe grueling conditions at the warehouse. They're paying their warehouse workers $30, $40, $50 and more per hour. Now, why are they doing this? I'll tell you why. They've got these state-of-the-art robots, which are great, but don't worry. They're not replacing people in the warehouse for at least another century or so. They're getting people that don't understand what the conditions are. And they're getting attracted by the green stuff, by the money. But they're not doing the litmus test and saying, hey, is this okay? Um, you know, people after working their three 12-hour shifts every week at Amazon's uh, plant in New York City Warehouse called JFK8 on Staten Island since its first began operations in late 2018. And as sorters on outbound shipping docks, um, it's grueling. And they're expecting people to work very, very hard. There was a petition that went through to consolidate workers to two 15-minute breaks into a 30-minute one. Workers say it can take up to 15 minutes just to walk to and from the warehouse break room. Workers also call for Amazon to provide more reliable public transit services to the warehouse. You know, but even though they have the latest technology... Do you know, the, the statistics are here to prove it. Amazon has probably one of the highest injury rates than any other fulfillment distribution company out there. I think that's atrocious. I want to quote what one of the workers said. And this is coming right from their lips. There are days I say I'm just at the mercy of God. She said the only changes Amazon implemented after the high injury report that was reported and published was to install video monitors around the warehouse to tell workers safety is the company's number one priority. But it's one thing to say something, right? But it's another thing to do it. So I always say the actions speak louder than words. So if you're a person that lives on integrity, but yet... You're saying in one breath that you're actually giving them a great deal, but then you're cheating them on the back end. That's unethical. Do you know, and I want to quote another quote from Amazon, people get fired regularly, she said. It just takes two or three write-ups, depending on the severity, and you can get fired for anything. Why would you even want to work for a company like that? Raymond Velez worked as a packer at the Amazon JFK 8 warehouse from October 2018 to November 2019. He was required to pack at a rate of 700 items per hour. That's inhumane. He said that workers are regularly fired for missing rates. Quote, again, that's all they care about. They don't care about their employees. Close quote. Velez also commented, and I want to add, they care more about the robots then they care about the employees. He also stated, I've been to Amcare, the company's on-site medical unit, a couple of times for not feeling well. And all they do is give you an aspirin and send you back to work. Another person said, I was a picker, and we were expected to always pick 400 units within an hour in seven seconds of each item that was picked. I couldn't handle it. I'm a human being, not a robot. Last comment I want to make is 
Quote, you're being tracked by a computer the entire time you're there. You don't get reported or written up by managers. You get written up by an algorithm, said Geller. You're keenly aware there's an algorithm keeping track of you, making sure you keep going as fast as you can, because if there is too much time lapse between items, the computer will know this, will write you up, and you will get fired. One other head person said that we have performance expectations like any other company. All right, I get that you have performance expectations, but what you're doing is brutal slave labor. You're treating people inhumanely. And I think America, United States of America, um, the international countries, our entire universe needs to come together with a consortium that's not going to let companies like this get away, that's going to get in front of their face, that's going to fine them for stuff like this. They care more about their robots than they do about people. So let's ask a simple question. How much does one robot cost at Amazon? Well, I have to tell you, it's probably in the millions. And any company that's more focused on profit than doing the right thing, this is why they have such a high turnover rate. I am blown away and I am really dismayed at the fact of what's going on. And I know, ladies and gentlemen, that they're just going to burn through people left and right. So if you're looking for a job, do you really want to work for a company? I mean, just this past week, the 12th and the 13th was Amazon Prime's birthday. Why would you want to work for a company that wants you to work at a higher rate than is physically feasible without you getting sick or injured? They have the highest injury rate in the industry for this type of company. But because they're Amazon, they could just do whatever the heck they want. We need to send a message to companies like Amazon, these other companies. I don't know how Walgreen is. I don't know how Walmart is, but I've heard stories. I can't prove them. That they may not be any better, but they are just stepping things down when they get complaints from their employees because they don't have the money or the resources that Amazon does. So let's send a message to our Congress, to our government, to regulation, to the FDA, to the Board of Labor, that this is not going to be tolerated. They might pay people $75 an hour. But would you want to work for that if you could barely make an hour or two of work and come home so exhausted and tired that you can't even breathe, I wouldn't. So Amazon, you're fooling a lot of people. You're not fooling everybody. So they're just hoping they can get people. In. Even their delivery route system is, is a joke. I can't tell you how many times I've not gotten items and then I've had to fight with them about where to go and then they thought I stole it. I didn't steal it. Your driver didn't know the difference between 
my address going from left to right and right to left, you delivered it dyslexically. I mean, come on. All right, ladies and gentlemen, I hope you enjoyed this edition of the Jay Moore Tech Talk Show. You know, I always enjoy being here with you guys and sharing so much information. And, you know, if you want to be a guest on the Jay Moore Tech Talk Show, just go to jmore.com. And all you need to do, very simply, is um, click on the Reach Up button and apply to become a guest. There are some steps you need to go through. And we don't accept everyone. It is not a sales show. It's about giving value. We're also rolling out uh, very soon. Again, we'll be doing live shows monthly uh, in Oakland, New Jersey at the Oakland Public Library. So really excited. Lots of great things happening. And just rolled out Double Impact uh, with my friend Hurricane H, uh, which takes place every uh, week. So you're definitely going to want to catch that. That's a brand new program as well. Uh, again, I'm John C. Morley, serial entrepreneur, uh, the host of the Jay Moore Tech Talk Show. It has been an amazing privilege, an amazing pleasure. And of course, an honor to be with you uh, this evening. Check out all my other great content. You can go to believemeachieve.com. Check out my TikTok. Check out my daily, John's new daily days. And I'll see you guys, yes, in another Jay Moore Tech Talk show, which will be next week. Wow, July 22nd. Have yourself a great rest of your weekend. suffer from chronic hip, knee, or shoulder pain? Avoid drug dependency and surgery with Downtown's Healthcare in Denver. Downtown's Healthcare offers regenerative therapies that stimulate the body's self-healing process. Call Downtown's Healthcare at 303-292-9992, now in Lowry or downtown.